How's everybody doing today? We're back again with another episode of the Imano Talk podcast. I am your host, Imano. I'm here with a very special guest and also a very close friend, the owner, CEO, one of the original members of Fast Life Clothing Company. We got Ivan. Ivo, how you doing today, bro? What's going on? What's going on? Nothing, man. Another uh, beautiful day right now, man. Woke up. It's actually a little chilly outside in South Florida. Yeah, a little gloomy today. I like that. Yeah, gloomy but cold, which is a little nice change, man. I mean, hopefully no rain, but I'm enjoying it. No humidity is always a good day. Yeah, man. I actually get to uh, rock my monotalk hoodie and actually do it for the right purpose rather than just trying to promote. Throw that promo in there. I see you. <laughs> you thought I did that? Yes, sir. Right, <laughs> what else is new, man? We got this new Fast Life drop because under this hoodie, I got my Fast Life shirt on. You already know, uh, you know, what what is the, the slogan one more time? Get right or get left, right? Get right or get left. Get right with the movement or you're just going to be left out. That's just always been the model since day one. Uh, it's been a long time coming for the re- re-emergence of the brand. Um, yeah, man, I'm happy to be back. Yeah, man. And it's kind of been a long time coming with this one because I remember uh, you had the promo video, right, with Uncle Luke. And then uh, it had me, Sny, you had Prez. I mean, it was real dope. It was a dope time, you know, to shoot it. But that was a couple of years ago. So this has been a little while in the making, huh? Definitely. Like, we always had stuff in the stash. It was just like, all right, when are we going to drop this? So me and the team we felt like you know what this is the right time so we just went ahead and pressed green light but that's the thing about fast life we we we're, we're always working we always creating content whatever it is is just you know just the timing hey amen timing is everything and patience and perseverance is the equation so i can see what you mean right there definitely Hey man, but I'm enjoying the you know the drop. I got myself two teas. I got the don't label us tea. I got this tea as I just said the yellow one you've been supporting since day one real yeah i think you were like the first order for this drop too so (laughs) (laughs) we had the day it dropped i went straight to geo's crib to go pick everything up i pulled right up i told you i need these two shirts i placed the order online like you know can you just bring it outside i don't even got time to wait for the shipping yeah this 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 these teas that we dropped man and it's crazy just like like if you look at the shirts like the inspiration from them it just comes from like the littlest things man so just to see everything be pieced together like and then for it to like translate on a t-shirt or a hat or whatever the case is so it's a dope thing i really enjoy the simplicity in it too it's not like really over the top like not too much all over the shirts there's like some hidden details in the you know the the creme the cream shirt cream uh creme shirt you know but with like these other shirts, like it's very simple and I really like it. And the colors aren't even like too outgoing other than the yellow shirt being a little more bright than the others. But I really like this drop, man. It's very subtle, but like it still gets the job done. It makes its point. Yeah, that's always been like, that's always been one of our things, like keeping things simple. But I think it was just like, you know what, just focusing on like the little details. So you see, you know, like the labels on the bottom of the T-shirt and just just like little, we were really just more focused on like just adding like little more details on top of the simplicity. With the Don't Label Us shirts, you had a a photo shoot with a select few people. You want to kind of explain to us who you chose and why? Right. So the people that I chose uh, for Don't Label Us was um, my man Gutter from, you know, the camp. Um, I had Drew Swayze. Um, I also had uh, Lucas, uh, also known as Lucasey. And, and we also had one of my close friends, Bertina. So, yeah, Don't Label Us, it was just really... I mean, 
it, it really says it itself is, you know, just putting labels on everything. Like, don't label us. Don't label us as a brand. And even for just, like, people in general, like, just stop putting labels on everything. And I feel like with the people you chose, or at least speaking from the perspective of somebody that knows Luke and knows Drew, right? Those are two people you can't put a label on at all. So I feel like it was, like, you were low-key, like, with the selection of people I chose, like, they also can't be labeled. And that's why, like, I need them as the forefront. And the photos really came out dope. Like, you could see them just naturally chilling getting the photos taken and it was just kind of like everything was in its you know natural element from there and that's really you know that was really the focus before anything i just want to shout out clarence man clarence really like nailed it on the coffin as far as you know the photography is uh, concerned he also did the uh, get right or get left shoot that we did over at uh at a at a mechanic shop in uh davy shout out to the owner he was really cool but yeah clarence really hit it on the nail you know, as far as the uh, photos are concerned. And, you know, just going back to that shoot, you know, I told everybody just, you know, just be yourself. You get what I'm saying? Um, when we got everybody, you know, when it was their time to shoot, we just told everybody, like, look, you know, we want to make you feel as comfortable as possible. So whatever music what it is that you want to listen to, whatever you want to wear, whatever, just get into your zone. Just be yourself. Yeah, man. And you guys have always been that way. I mean, since the first day I met, you know, like Sny and everybody else, you know, y'all have been the exact same since I met, you know, of course, we've grown as individuals, but like over time, like, y'all have always had that same character. So it's really dope to see. Uh, but how do you feel, you know, as the forefront of everything that Fast Life has grown as a brand? Because it's been a while since the last drop. Definitely. Yeah, it has been a while. Like I said, man, it was just, just us being like, remember, you got to remember, like, when we started the brand, you get what I'm saying? Like, we started, I started the brand when I was 19, you get yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, the hunger was always there, you get what I'm saying? The the hunger we always had, the creativity was always there. It's just, you know, just certain things that you just had to, we had to, like, stop. I got to stop saying, I. we had to stop being naive about it. And, and it was like, you know what? We got it this time. I think we got, like, the business aspect of it, we got it down packed. Yeah, man. I mean, y'all have been killing it, honestly. And even like with like, you know, side ventures as well, because you see J-Rock, you know, managing like Drew and doing his thing in the music side of things. Y'all have just been killing it nonstop. I'm really cool. You know, I'm really proud. And, you know, it's cool to see y'all do your thing like that. I mean, as a friend and as somebody, you know, witnessing it from where I'm from, like, that's really dope that out the West Side, like y'all have been killing it. But I feel like, you know, y'all have been doing this for such a long time because, I was actually looking into it, and as of December first, it's been seven years since the first West Side plague. <laughs> that, that's crazy, <laughs> right? And I feel like the first two things that kind of like ignited the culture out of the West Side was Fast Life and Vintage Therion. right? And y'all were allowed to do West Side plague. So seven years after the fact, how you feeling about that first one? Man, that that first one is like really is is really special to me because it's like like again, we were just like so young and hungry. And like, honestly, I really just want to see, like, I really want to get this pers the perspective of like the artists that we booked and like the venue that we booked to see like how they looked at us. You get what I'm saying? Like we were like so driven from like all aspects. It was crazy, man. That was crazy. That was special. So to kind of give the listeners, you know, a little bit of a background on West Side Plague, right? So seven years ago, West Side Plague was thrown as a collaboration between Fast Life Clothing and Vintage Stereon. And it was at this local venue called the Talent Farm. For those who are from South Florida, more specifically like the Pembroke Pines, Miramar area, 
you know you know what talent farm is right and usually this venue was for rock shows right like more like pop punk you know regular like um like screamo like heavy metal like more so music just rock in general but in comes fast life and in comes vintage carry on and they throw this collaboration show that i don't think the owner mr burns was truly ready for so when the show went down right you walk through who was on the lineup uh so the lineup all right the the original lineup (laughs) it was uh, the space ghost perp we had uh, a space ghost perp we had um a dub sc we had uh lunch money lewis was on that lunch money came out we had um i know tori popped out tori popped out we had um i i believe it was like a four-man lineup it was uh space Prez wasn't on that one, right? Prez, Prez was on the second one. Prez was on the second one. We had um I know all right, so I know Pert brought out Curry with him and he has Simi with him too. He did bring them out. And, and he also had, even knew who Curry was. Everybody already started to know about Simi, but Curry, no one really knew about him just Yeah, Simi was definitely buzzing at that time, but Curry Curry was kind of buzzing, but like you Curry, everybody knew that Curry was you you could tell that like Curry yeah, had a talent, but yeah, he was still but he was still Sammy was like really the ones who was like really popping along with Perp at the time. Um we also had Dub SC, you know, our locals. Um we also had uh Murph. We also um, you know, Shaq's brother. Yeah. We also had him on the lineup as well. And he was actually the one that's the thing. A lot of people don't know that uh, Shaq's brother was like really like plugged into the music industry, so he was actually the one who actually got lunch money to like come out and perform. So that was dope. Um, yeah, man, that night, you know, for for a local kid like myself, like I felt like that was really like a moment for like anybody from around here that went out to go support. Like I think that was like truly like a moment in local history for us or even like the underground scene like that shit was wild yeah you got to remember like most of the most of the stuff that were like happening at the time were like, like smoking out the venue right <laughs> not <laughs> like specifically but it just just in a in a sense of like the shows like most of the stuff that were going on at the time you know was in miami there was really yeah. nothing that was going on so to be able to do something you know in the west broward area and to Let do it on the first did, one exactly the first show for us to do it like in the west broward area like i said like that was special the way you know the vendors were able to like set up the rooms to their liking and stuff like that and just the way we like packed out that venue man like it was really dope like we when we when we originally launched it like we didn't know how it was gonna go man like we the artists that we booked like we didn't pay anybody like we didn't pay anybody in advance you get what i'm saying yeah most of the money that we generated like all the money that we generated to like pay out everything was from tickets to us so it was just like we knew that we had something special after that first show so all right it's been seven years so i feel like it's safe to ask this right so i heard this story right i'm not gonna say from who right they they know who they are though but i heard this story that after the show right that y'all went into mr burns's office and i'm sure he was pissed at this point because it's like his old venue was smoked out and all kinds of shit was going on and I heard that y'all walked in there and he just had his desk straight covered in cash and he had never seen pretty much that much money generated from the talent farm. Man, let me tell you, man, after that show was done, we saw a different side of Mr. Burns. Let's just keep it like that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that, man. I got a lot of respect for Mr. Burns, so I'm okay with leaving it at that. But I just had to ask you about that. 
Hey, man, but shout out to Mr. Burns, man. He really held down a lot of great moments in South Florida music history. A lot of people really don't know, but that man deserves a lot of credit. Definitely. Yep. Murph, that Murph also, I got to credit Murph for like putting us on to Mr. Burns as well because I didn't know that he had such. Yeah, whenever you get a chance, ask, ask Kevin Shaq about the time I brought him to Talent Farm to go see one of my band shows. Yo, that shit was crazy. I heard like most of the shows in there. Like, yeah, it was, was yeah, definitely different. <laughs> it was it was it was a fun time, but yeah, he was like he was like definitely like a little like whoa, like what's going on here? But it was it was definitely a fun time, man. We had a blast out there, man. The Talent Farm, that's that's a, always going to be a place that holds a spot in my heart. A lot of people don't know about your about your music resume as well, man. Hey, they'll get to find out over time with the show. I'm gonna talk yeah. about it. For <laughs> sure. uh, but but what about West Side Plague Two, man? Because I feel like when you guys hit West Side Plague Two, man, there was just so much growth in that. We we knew that after after West Side Plague, the thing. All right, so for us, it was always like, all right, we gotta do better than the last. You get what I'm saying? So it was like, all right, you know what? They're ri- we we were originally looking four venues in the West Broward area, but there was really nothing that was really to, you know, our fitting. You get what I'm saying? So it was like, all right. Especially that could hold a decent amount of people at that point. Because the talent part, for those who don't know, it only really held like 200 people max. And that's... And we had like, I believe we had 300. Yeah, that's I what think I was saying. And that's, that's really pushing it with 200. 300 is probably out the door. Yeah, so we re- we knew that we needed to, you know, we needed a, a bigger venue and, you know, we scoped out some spots, but, you know, nothing that was really to our liking. So, you know, we definitely took it my, to, to Miami and uh, I forgot who it was that found this venue, man. I don't know if it was myself or if it was Kesis. I don't know. I don't remember, but we found this art gallery, man, uh, fairly new at the time. You know, we're in Wynwood. You know, Wynwood is new to me at the time. You get what I'm saying? And yeah, we found this uh art gallery, Bursky Gallery. Um, I believe they had uh they had done like a a fashion show, one fashion show with uh Dwayne Wade at the time. And yeah, man, we were able to uh we were able to land that spot, and we basically turned our art gallery into a mini music festival. Yo, I remember that was my favorite venue out of all three of the West Side Plagues. Man, I loved it, man. We were I, the thing that I loved about that one is just the aspect of like the indoor and outdoor. Yeah, because I liked it. Because all right, so Luke and myself, we bought VIP for that night, and we were chilling in the VIP, which was inside. You know, you were able to go in there, drink, smoke, chill, and then you go outside to go see the performances. But as you're walking out, you see all the artwork and stuff like that. So it was really dope to like go through that kind of vibe. And I, that was really the only event I've ever been at that venue. But honestly, like, that's all I needed out of that venue to know that that was a dope and perfect, like, setup for that entire venue. Yeah. And, and thank God, like, none of the art pieces got broken. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, it was it was really dope. We knew we had to, like, step up what we did. So um, that gallery was just fitting for us when, when we saw that day, man, and how we put everything together, like, before this show even started, man, we were like, wow. Yeah, looking back at the lineup, so looking at the lineup, I got the poster right here, right? I got found it the other day, right? So we had WSC again. I gotta ask, where are those boys? Because Pavo, Igno, if you listening to this, man, 
I need to know what's going on, bro. I need y'all to hop back on this music scene. We need you out here, bro. I don't know, man. We we we. I got I got two milk cartons, man. If you, if you find them, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that, bro. I, even like a few months ago, when I actually made a few beats, I I went looking for his, you know, his Instagram. Everything gone. I was like, oh man, this dude's a ghost now. Yeah, he's a he's a myth. <laughs> They're myths. Yeah, for real. And then we had Busy Crook. Yeah, Busy. Uh, Rob we, Banks. We have Murph again. Yeah, Rob Banks. Yeah. Yeah, Prez and Simi. Yeah. Yeah, Sean Bang is the DJ. Yeah. And Miami Marcy, which I'm not too familiar with. He uh, yeah, Miami Marcy. He's 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 big on that Miami scene as well. He's actually a DJ. But yeah, we had a uh, Sean Bang. Sean Bang was DJing. You know, Sean Bang has his own. You know, he he now has his own thing going on with the Void. Yo, he's been killing it. That last void where that venue was, yo, I I wish I would have gone, man. That venue was crazy, man. Shout yeah. out to him. Yeah, I missed that show, man. But just he like he's one of those guys. Like he just always had a vision as well. So yeah, I'm, 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 I'm happy. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with everything that he has going on right now because he definitely had a vision from day from day one that I met him. Yeah, man. And, you know, it's like crazy to see, like, as the show developed, as the West Side Plague show evolved and developed, right, it developed with the Miami scene as the Miami scene was elevating its own game. Right. right. Because then the next one we went to was West Side Plague 3, which that one was off the wall. I mean, starting it from the headliner, we had Metro booming right after Dirty Sprite 2 dropped. <laughs> right. We had Bankroll Fresh, Rest in Peace. Yeah, man. We had uh, 2-9, Johnny Cinco. You know, C9 was out there. Kurt, yo, and I, I remember, too, because the next person I was going to say is, is Swayce was out there. Yes, he was. At Tampa Bay's. I remember I went out there with Swayce. Yo, real, real shit. People got to put a lot of respect on Denzel Curry's name. This dude, when I was out there, he was already blowing up. ULT had just dropped around that time, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Did. Yo, made his way to every single person in the venue to introduce himself and shake their hand. Like, walked right up to me. He's like, hey, man, I'm Denzel. I'm just looking at him like, yo, I know who you are. You, you. Th- that kid you would think that he knows like all of his fans man like this guy is he is such a people person denzel is like the biggest one of the biggest people if, if you don't know if anybody who really knows denzel know that he's like a people person he's in the crowd he's in uh interacting he's talking he, he he even and even as a performer man his performances are like really dope like you you get your money's worth yeah man he, he's dope but that whole lineup was dope man and it really was like you know, it was the last thing we heard about West Side Play, but it was really like a, a kind of like a send off into what became like the new era of music at that time. Because that was about what now, four or five years ago. Right. Yeah, man. Time is flying on us with that. Yeah, time was flying. That show, that show right there. Like we 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 grew from the last one. Um, bigger budget. Um, shout out to LMNT at the time. You know, that place is not shut down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's no longer with us. But that was that was actually the last show there before it was West Side three right yeah that was the last show there so you think yeah man that, 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 go ahead you think you think vs and fast life gonna collab again for another live one? Oh, of course that's, that's 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 never out the question okay because it's just it's just everybody's just doing their thing you get what i'm saying like everybody everybody's flying man like look at johnny yeah pieces look at look at shaq you know he has he's he's doing this thing with his artists. Even uh, Ham low key, Ham is low key. Even, even Ham, shout shout out to Ham. Ham actually designed my Miramar Run Club logo. So shout out to Ham. Yo, shout out Ham. I didn't even know. I thought Gio or somebody like that did it. But yo, shout out to Hamilton, man. 
Yeah, you know, I, I don't slow step when it comes to my design, so it was only right. Uh, the vision that I wanted, I had to go with Hamilton. So when I reached out to him, he he put that together for me. So shout out to him. Um, but yeah, just going back to what you're saying, man, just everybody just doing their thing. J-Rock is doing his thing. Gio's doing his thing. You know, Snyder's doing his thing. I with the basketball and everything. Take yeah, these kids with the coaching, even young adults. Exactly, man. Everybody's doing their thing right now. So when the time is right for us to get together and, and put another show, I guarantee it'll be bigger than last time. And speaking of, you know, things that you guys are doing individually, something you even mentioned that you're doing individually, you started up this Miramar Run Club. So, yo, you, you've been killing it. You look great, bro. You look like you lost a lot of weight. Yeah, I lost any of me, bro. <laughs> yeah man i've just been on this little i've been on this little uh fitness journey for like going on like a year and a half you know just trying to be just trying to incorporate being active into my daily life you get what i'm saying so in the process i'm like you know what you know let me take you know two days out of the week and you know just encourage people to be active so yeah on uh wednesdays i do it at regional um, I'm actually going to be changing that uh, to early mornings instead of the nights I've been using. And then I have my uh, Sunday runs that I do at, uh, at Vista View Park. And for those who don't know, when he says regional, he means Miramar regional. So if you guys want to pull up, you know, the Fast Life boys, they're always out there. Yeah, I, I got to remember. I'm, 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 I'm talking to one of the homies. So, you know, regional is just regional to us. You oh, yeah. that's, that's like a second home, bro. And that's, yeah. that's where I like, pretty much got to know you a lot better is you and I would always play ball out there. Man, that was like that was like our nightly thing, bro. After doing what we did for the day, everybody just wanted to everybody take buy. take 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 out that frustration on the court. <laughs> Yo, man, I I remember all the times like whenever Snyder would go out there, bro. You couldn't play with Snyder because once he won at least two three games, there was no getting him off the court, and he'd scream at you if you did get him off the court. <laughs> And he, he, you know my brother and his competitive nature. Once yeah. you get him started, he is not going to stop. Uh, he's gotten better, though. He's gotten a lot better, though. No, no, nah, nah, let me not even say much because fantasy football, he's been talking this shit. Yeah, <laughs> listen, like I said, once he, once you get him riled up, he's not going to stop. <laughs> hey, man, but that's dope, though, because it's like not only is that like good for people's like physical health because a lot of people, you know, are becoming a lot more conscious about remaining as healthy as possible. But it's, you know, something for people to become aware of is like social health as well, mental health. Right. And it's like that's something good because there's a lot of people I know that could like use something like that, that they, you know, always wonder like, well, where can I hang out with people in a sense? Or they always like seek it, but they don't really know how to find it. It's like, hey, you know, if you're listening to this right now, like, yo, you you should go to this run club. It's something dope. It's for runners of all pace. Right. We welcome runners of all paces. This is not this is not a competition. It's just encouraging people to be active. And, you know, we're doing it in a in a, in a social setting. So there's nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to be, you know, whether you want to walk or run, you get what I'm saying? Just just come through. And yeah, I, I, I do this for everybody. This is not for, you know, a select few people. This is not for people who are, you know, active. I do this for people who have regular nine to fives. This is for everybody, everybody. Athletic, non-athletic is just like, you know what, just come out. You know, what? let's have fun for a little bit. You know, I'm definitely going to get more creative with these runs, you know, trying to implement stuff, you know, with Pember Gardens, which is nearby to Miramar Regional Park. So, yeah, man, this is just only the beginning. I'm gonna, definitely going to make it more fun. Um, you know, like I, the first post that I made for Miramar Run Club, this is bigger than me. This is for y'all. So, you know, whoever wants to be a part of this, you're more than welcome. Yeah, man, I definitely salute you for that because I thought that was one of the coolest things. Like between that and like what Snyder's doing for like all the, you know, the coaching and basketball, I thought that was really good because it seems like it's like giving back 
to what's been given to you because it's like yo like this area has given us a lot and it's like you get to now give back to this area yeah man definitely one it's definitely something to give give back you know i'm not doing it for money or anything like that it's just like you know let's just get together man let's just get together and let's do something let's just be active that's all gotta right. be active man I, I encourage everybody to be active at least two to three times a week hey man I, I definitely i definitely appreciate all that man that's really dope but um Let's let's transition things on over to the, the conversation we we planned on having. So I do want to let everybody know we have like no notes or pre-takes on this. You know, we just kind of want to naturally let this conversation flow. Um, I feel like it's something that gets addressed a lot, but not too much with clear understanding. Um, so the idea of this episode, I'm sure you've seen the title by now, is that a white, you know, Caucasian male and a black African-American Caucasian male are about to sit together and discuss the usage of the N-word in music. Um, so now, you know, wondering about it, you know, it's just so sensitive and it's like, where do I start? You know, and you look at it and it's like where we come from, right? A lot of people tend to use that word in conversation speaking, right? right? And that's not saying like, you know, a lot of people, like a lot of African-Americans or anything like that. Like, no, it's pretty much everybody, whether you're white, black, Spanish, Asian. I've heard all kinds of walks of life use the word. Right. Right. So you being an African-American male, right, with it being a music in regards to it being a music. How do you feel about it? Because like I was watching Trevor Noah the other day. He was on a breakfast club, if I'm not mistaken. I saw a clip. And he was saying essentially that, you know, it shouldn't be said by somebody who's not of that race. And I, you know, to an extent, I see exactly what you mean, right? And then it gets played in music where it's not being used for what the word was created for. And, you know, to an extent, you wonder, like, is the artist to be blamed if someone not of that race uses the word because they put it in the song and available for all to listen? Or is it at the fault of the listener, you know, who's following along with the song? So, I'm trying to remain as neutral on it as possible because I want to understand before I really come to a, like a conclusion. So let me try and get it from your perspective as an African-American male. So how do you feel about that? Right. I feel like th there definitely needs to be some accountability on both sides. You get what I'm saying? So it's like as far as an artist is concerned, like, you know, just touching back on like, you know, a conversation that we had when, you know, Kendrick Williams brought, I mean, when, when Kendrick brought the... Uh, you know, she brought the he brought the the fan on stage. Yeah, Kendrick Lamar. Right, yeah, Kendrick Lamar dropped the uh, the M. You know, the 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 fan dropped the M bomb, but you know, it was a Caucasian. So I feel like there definitely needs to be accountability on both sides. It's like, you know, I maybe artists should refrain from using the word as much, but then again, it's like, you know, who are we to tell the artists what to say in their music? But then on the other side, it's like, all right. That, that that word, man. I don't know. It, it it's so touchy because it's like, like me growing up. You get what I'm saying? Like that was it was a word that was like always used amongst you know yeah. like our ears and stuff like that. But it was never really used. It was never really used in you know a negative way. You get what I'm saying? It was it, it was used as like it, it's used as a term of a like a pyramid. Yeah, right. But. You know, I I think I guess as we get older, it's like you 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 see that impact of what it held like against like your parents and your grandparents and so forth. Right, but it's like it. it I guess it's just the context. You get what I'm saying? Like I've been I've been so accustomed to like using that word as like endearment and stuff like that. That like I feel like on my end, I kind of I kind of. Um, 
we you forget the you forget like the background on the word you get what i'm saying so i've been trying to catch myself on that a little bit more because like what made me want to have this conversation is i thought back to a memory right and i was actually at your house but i was with your brother snyder right and we were in the back smoking we're chilling and you know i'm bumping a track or he was bumping a track i forgot what it was and i was like rapping along to it and the word came up and you know i followed along with the song i said and he's like look he's like i'm gonna just tell you like this he's like i'm not upset he's like i know you're not saying it in a negative sense you're not trying to obviously hurt me but i know a lot of people that wouldn't care about that aspect and they would be upset with you. Definitely. Um, just given, you know, just given the color of your skin, if that if that word, you know, was dropped around somebody of color, they may not react the same way that, you know, my brother reacted. Yeah. And he, he kind of made me aware of that. And like, I remember progressively over time, like I started removing it out of my vocabulary and I have, you know, maybe sometimes when I'm rapping along to a song, like, yeah, I slip up and I don't even realize it, you know, because like when Walk a Flock of Heart and the Pain comes on, you know, it's almost like hard, like, you know, to like, not want to say it but like you learn to refrain from it and i have and like that's something like that made me aware because you go to like clubs and stuff like that and you see people get like scolded over and it's like damn like how do you feel like on the accountability side of things which we just said and i agree with you it's like you kind of have to hold accountability in both senses because me as a white male it's like you know i know there are african americans that would feel some type of way about this and i know as a jewish male that like if somebody were shouting out the word you know kike against me like then i'm going to feel some type of way about that if i know it's in a negative sense or you know whatever endearment but it's not so that's why, like, for me, like, I try to hold myself accountable. I work on it, you know, as much as possible to be like, all right, well, I know I should avoid this word. And, you know, I got to say over, like, the last, like, five plus years, like, or whenever your brother and I have had that talk, right. I definitely, like, avoided the word at all costs. So, yeah, I know what you mean when you say both sides do have to hold accountability. Because um, you look at the artist side of things, right? And it's like, at the end of the day, if it is an African-American artist, I feel like, okay, yeah, you know, this is a part of that culture. Right. You know, and they should be entitled to use the words of choice. But then it, it's, it's, it's so weird because it's like, you know, their fan base is always going to be diverse. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, because so you, like, you can't limit the fans. You can't be like, all right, well, no, this is only for a black audience. You can't yeah. do that. So it's, it's, it's always going to be one of those those wishy-washy things. So I, I guess that there just needs to be awareness on both sides that, you know, may, you know what, maybe, you know, a white fan is going to rap your lyric and, you know, the, the word might drop, but it may not be in, you know, a negative way. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, especially if you made it available to that. And, you know, I think, as you said, like, I think the artists do need to hold themselves accountable because I think maybe there is, you know, not really like a limit, but like where you maybe should and shouldn't use it. Like, you know, like if it's just like talking to an extent, I, I don't know. I don't even want to get too far into that because it's like I don't create those rules. Obviously, that's not even my place. But it's just like I feel you on like maybe like the artist also holding themselves accountable to an extent because I, I feel like sometimes in the music world, like maybe like accountability isn't the biggest thing for all artists, not even just in the realm of that word, but like in general, like a lot of artists don't hold themselves accountable for like the things that happen to them overall. Yeah, I, I think if, if an artist is going to be dropping, you know, bombs and somebody just happens to like, like the song, you get what I'm saying? You get caught in a the moment, then it's like, but I, I really don't think it, I don't think it's a, it's a negative thing, but I definitely think like that def people just need to be more aware of that word. Yeah, absolutely. Because I even have like, like I was just having a discussion. I was having a discussion with, um, Cause I have friends, you know, who are, I have like one of my best friends is Dominican. Well, that's all I wanted to bring up next is now with, 
Spanish people using the word because you hear it now with like Lil Pump. Like I just watched the video, you know, of him getting bit by the snake and he literally shouted the word out like two, three times. You got six nine who was shouting it out all over his music and even Cardi B. So you you know, you wonder then like, all right, well, are are the Spanish people also going Hispanics also going to be held accountable to that extent? So I wanna actually hear. So how did this conversation go? Yeah, so like, you know, I, I, I asked one of my friends, you know, I have one of my friends who's Dominican and, you know, I asked him, I said, I said, um, I asked him, I said, uh, I said, how do you feel about the N-word? Um, you know, his, his whole thing was just, his whole thing was, you know, where he grew up. You get what I'm saying? And, you know, he's not like a, um, you know, he's a, he's a light skin, you know, he's a light skin dude. You get what I'm saying? So he, for him, he just said, you know, that he uses the word, but you know, it's not really, you know, it's not, it's not a negative thing. It's just, you know, the culture where he grew up, you know, that word was used, but it was never really used. And, you know, a negative way, it was just like, you know, what's good. My blah, 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 or this or that, you know, yeah. But it, you know, to him, it's not like, is not used in malicious in a malicious way in a hateful way right and then i have another friend who's hispanic you get what i'm saying he's from new york you get what i'm saying and he says you know that word like him growing up you know that word was like used a lot as well you get what i'm saying and like from from a uh an african-american to a hispanic you know those words were like tossed around together but it was never in and, and, you know, malicious in a malicious way, it was like an endearment, even between, you know, different cultures, that word was used. You get what I'm saying? So it was just really because, like I said, you know, we touched base, we, we touched base on this already. So it was like, you know what? I needed to get I needed to get input from, you know, other people that I know who have used the word. You get what I'm saying? Even for yourself as, a, you know, African-American male, you feel like maybe I should have an understanding, too, from the outside perspectives. Is that right? Def, I definitely have awareness of the word. You get what I'm saying, but it's just like, well, not only awareness, but like, like the the perspective outside of like within the own, you know, the within the black race. You know, right. how you said you reached out to your Dominican friends, right? So, like for you, you feel like, well, w- what's their perspective on it? Like, how do they feel? Is like, why are they using it? How did they come about using it? You know, and right. it, most of them it was based on upbringing. Because I was even telling you, like, when I transferred over to Glades and Everglades, you know. It, it was something commonly said. And that's why it was just like, it kind of fell in line where like nobody ever felt offense to it unless that's where you go to the argument of A versus ER. Exactly. You know, that 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 ER, you know, is definitely, you know, that you know the background on that already. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, we, we never used it in that. We never, that word was never tossed around like that. You know, the way, I guess in our upbringing, it was landed in eight. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like, like me growing up, it was like you, 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 you just knew the difference. There was a clear line. Right yeah, there. you knew you knew the difference. You get what I'm saying? But it's just like it's just the way that the way the the way that the word was used between like different cultures and stuff like that. Like nobody really like. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's so difficult to kind of like wrap those words up, like you know, and kind of like formulate them. Yeah, I mean. I love everybody at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, you know because I think that's the overall message in this is just like you know, like having that clear line to understand. Like, all right, maybe making someone aware rather than scolding them or you know, 
holding them accountable in the sense like they really did commit a crime or maybe they don't know any better and you could teach rather than harm. Right. And that's the thing. And when I did have a conversation, you know, with my, with my friends, you know, uh, you know, with my, uh, with my Dominican friends, it was just like, at first they thought I was scolding them. You get what I'm saying? And I had to tell them, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not scolding you. I just like, why, how did you come about, you know, using this word? Like, where did it come from? My own understanding. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, man, it, it, it's, just, it's just one of, it, it's always going to be one of those complex things. You get what I'm saying? Like that word. But like you said, you do have people from other cultures who do use that word, but you know, to them it's not being negative, but you know, I think, I think everybody who does use the word just needs to look up the origin of it and then see if they still want to use it. Yeah. I think that's definitely fair. It's like, you have to always understand where something came from when you're using it. It's like, I'm going to feel that way about music. Like you got people who just jump into music and they have no respect for like what came before them. And they, you know, it's like not even like if they just say they don't like it, but like straight up disrespect what came before. Because it's like, hey, you know, you always got to respect those that came before you in all aspects. Of course, you got you to gotta respect the foundation. So it's just so, yeah, just just going back to that N word, man. It's like the way it's been like shaped after you get what I'm saying. The way it's been shaped, you know, over time, it's like I guess people have become, you know, like less sensitive to it and stuff like that but then you still have those that like understand the origin and are like whoa chip i feel that man i feel that because it's just like i i've seen friends of mine of color you know feel offense to it i've seen you know white friends and spanish friends of mine get scolded over it so it's like you know seeing it from both sides it's definitely like you know that's why i had to have this i wanted to have the discussion i wanted to put it out there for people to have that understanding because i feel like people are entitled to that understanding people are entitled to their opinion as well though and i'm never going to like say people aren't entitled to that if you feel some type of way about something you should speak about it but i think it's like bringing the awareness of like as you said we love everybody overall like west miramar like this is really a melting pot you know between spanish indian asian jewish white black no matter what you could be blue yellow purple it don't matter we had an orange chick at everglades one year like she had like a fake spray tan and shit so like i'm just saying like we always had love for everybody you know everybody was always included in all activities and never felt like anybody was separated from anybody else so overall like the message in this talk is just literally like hey like be aware of what you know you're trying to make someone you know aware of you know that all awareness is going to help people create understanding man teach with love like try to enter every situation with positive intent if we get to do that then you know the world grows as a whole rather than you know sectioned off and you know one part of the world is ahead of the rest when nobody deserves that feeling everybody should grow as a unit right yeah man but that's beyond us but uh bringing it back to a more musical side of things i was gonna ask you what you've been bumping lately bro Ooh, that west side gun i was about to say man you've been bumping that non-stop did you hear the new track that they dropped yesterday for griselda the griselda album yes sir oh they've been killing it they dropped another track too called um dr birds have you heard yeah, that one dr birds as well man they've been killing it did you hear that new gangstar album Nah, i haven't but i saw on my spotify that it did drop so i'm actually gonna listen to that today all right so i wanted to do like a little music review of you how you feeling about this west side gun album this west side gun yo that feature with Benny and Currency? Yo, the Lucha Bros. So you don't know about the Lucha Bros, right? The Lucha Bros are in AEW Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling. Right. Right? 
see, I see they, they they they've been big on like the wrestling references since they since they started. You have Ray Phoenix, right? They're actual brothers from Mexico, right? You right. have Ray Phoenix, who he, he's just phenomenal. He's kind of like a taller version of Rey Mysterio, like on crack. This man is crazy. Like, and then you have Pentagon Junior, right? Cero Mierdo, he says like that. It means like zero fear. The dude is awesome, man. I'm telling you, if anybody out here is listening and you claim to like wrestling, because I know y'all don't like wrestling as much as I do, right? But if you claim to like wrestling, you need to watch some AEW, do your background research on the Lucha Bros, man. These are two guys that you need to see. Pentagon Jr. might be one of my favorite, if not the favorite wrestler out right now. It's between like him and Adam Cole. I really like the both of them. But yeah, the Lucha Bros are dope. I, I haven't watched wrestling since like middle school, but if we're talking about this Lucha Bros track, sheesh. yo, that track was just as fire as the actual tag team, man. I really fucked with it. Yo, Currency came on that shit and just. Yo, the Undertaker versus Goldberg track, though, might be my favorite. Oh my gosh. Or what it come with? Yeah, oh. or that track with Fat Joe was pretty smooth, too. That one was fire. Yeah, I thought that, that one. Was, yo, not even that, but Fat Joe really did his damn thing on it. I was expecting, like, all right, Fat Joe about to come on here and lean back and relax all over the track. And it's like, no, he actually came on the track and he actually did his thing. If you listen, right? If you're a student of the game and you actually, you know that Fat Joe's has bars. Oh, no, Fat no, Joe, he doesn't, but it's been a while. You you know, like, well, not really a while because he kind of came back for a little with Remy Ma. You got to remember the the industry, you know, the, the 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 type of artist that he became. You get what I'm saying? It was more like, you know, party anthems and, you know, lean back and, you know, all of that stuff. But, man, if you go back to when Fat Joe first came in the game, Fat Joe got bars. <laughs> yeah, he, he snapped. He did his thing. You know, Wes did his thing. You know, I love... You know, the production with all the samples on it, you know, he's always killed it with that. I felt maybe the beat selection wasn't as elevated. There were a few tracks that, you know, where he really like stepped up on the beat game, but the beat selection remained about the same, but he really flexed his lyrical capabilities with his flow and his, you know, his entendres and wittiness with his lyrical content. Yeah, um, he, de- he, he, de- he definitely he definitely went in his bag with, with this one. But you could tell that he was like going into it because even the, the, the project that he had dropped, uh, previously, the Fly God is an yeah. awesome God. Have you listened to that oh, one? Of course, bro. I was in the Dominican Republic when he dropped that shit. I was coasting out there when he dropped that. Yeah, he has a track on there, man, called um, Thousand Shot Mac. Yeah. That's, that's like, that's my favorite track on there. I believe um, I believe it's Conway and, um, and Mayhem on that one. Yep. If I'm not mistaken. And there's another artist on there. I, I don't remember, but. That's one of my favorite tracks on there. Yeah, on this new album, though, that Cool G track with him, Conway, and Benny, bro, when he comes on on that first verse with that flow and everything, bro, he snapped. Yeah, the, 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 those guys, man. That's why I be trying to – people say that, that that boom bap rap is gone. It's nah. never disappeared. It's still here. You just got to look for it. Nah, these dudes got it. Honestly. Definitely. And then kind of bringing it to Boom Bap. I don't know if you heard Dave East's new stuff, um, Survival, his new album. I caught the first two tracks. I didn't get a chance to listen to the rest of it. So I'm actually going to listen to the rest of that as I take my trip today. I almost feel like Davies is kind of like the new Fabulous. I don't want to say like almost like in the sense of like, you know, like how unique Fabulous was when he first entered the music industry. But he kind of has that. I'm just going to show you what I could do on all styles, but I'm not really going to make it my own kind of thing. 
Like he could hop on all kinds of different type of beats, like from boom bap to trap and all that stuff. But he doesn't look to like create his own unique flow with it and all that. But he snapped. Like he has he has great lyrics on it and everything. His flow is still the same. It's just you see that he's like, you know what? Let me let me just switch up the beat. So you'll see that he could be on some boom bap, and then you'll see where he'll throw on. You you'll hear some like eight oh eight. You know, he'll have some eight oh eight type beats and stuff like that. So. I feel like um Dave, Dave Davies to Fab. Oof. I don't want to say like fully. Like there's there's like a little difference in there too. Like I guess that's where like the Nas side of thing kicks in. Like where Nas probably saw himself within him. Right. But like I'm just saying it in the sense that like I don't know. Like I, that's just what it reminds me of in a sense. Not not saying like anything specific points out, but just like when I think about him, like it kind of reminds me of like not the music itself, Fab vibes, but it's just like the way he tries to present himself to the world. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but I mean, it's still an overall dope project, so definitely check it out. But it's just like, you know, don't go in there expecting like he's about to like be like fully in his bag, like as if like you know he's making album of the year. It's still dope. Like I could bump the project. You know, it's pretty long. I will say that it's like over an hour long, but I still enjoyed it. Freddie Gibbs Pinata album of the year. I was about to say, is that your album of the year? Yo, I, I gotta say that probably might be mine, but that's just me being biased and like saying that out of favorites. Mm, nah album of the year i got i, I want to do all right so maybe you can help me organize this right toward the end of the year like in a month from now i want to literally get like two or three other people in here to like have like a panel of like we're going to sit here we're going to discuss legitimately what the album of the year is maybe even like the album of the decade show me a song that you skipped on that album i didn't skip not one song on that album and that was like the first eight times i listened to it and then i did it on shuffle i didn't even skip you don't skip that uh, pinata album but you also Freddie Gibbs needs to do an album with Madlib every time. Like he should not work with any. That's a album. duo that don't miss. Like how we have like our Red Man's Method Man's. Like how we have our Alchemists and Eminem's and stuff like that. Like that's a duo that you know is just not going to miss. Yeah. Um. Tana Talk Three was dope too. Yeah, well, Tana Talk Three was 2018. Yeah, but that is a dope album. I was bumping it the other day, but I was I'm going to say, talk to you. I'm talking about um, the plugs I met, which I was going to say, right? I was going to say because you said, tell me a song that you skipped on on Pinata. Tell me a song you skipped on the plugs I met. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't skip, especially the one with Pusha. That one was hard. Yo, and that has those vibes like yo, like five, ten years from now, right? We're going to listen to it, and a bar is just going to hit you upside the head. Like, how did I miss that when it first dropped? For real, <laughs> that's just one of those albums. Yo, Benny's got it, man. If you ain't listening to Benny the Butcher, you better go on Apple Music, Spotify, all that shit right now. Pirate Bay, whatever you got to use, go download <laughs> that shit. Yeah, Benny the Butcher, he definitely is making a name for himself this year because that guy is a monster. Conway has Conway's been doing it already. Though. All three of them, man. That's why Hove had to sign them. If Hove if Hove really went in his bag to go sign you, there's 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 one artist that I think we're still sleeping on though. I don't know if you're familiar with him, Mac Homie. No, I don't even know who that is. So he's an artist actually based out of New York. He actually did some like tracks with uh, West Side Gun and like Conway and okay. Benny and stuff. Yeah, so you should check him out. Wait, maybe, I, maybe he's been featured on one of their tracks or something. I just can't remember him off the top of my head. I, if I'm not mistaken, I thought he was running with them, but I don't know what happened with that. Maybe like he's like, you know, one of their homeboys, but not a part of the Griselda camp, you know, officially. I mean, you know how those those politics work. That it's just like, yo, you sign a contract, it's like that's the crew. It's like, yeah, there could be people with the crew, but you're not right. inside of the crew. You're not a part of the crew. Yeah. Um, thirty eight special. No, I, I, I heard about thirty eight special. 
Because uh, he, he's had tracks too, if I'm not mistaken, with um I think he had a track with Wretch, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh who else? Wretch dropped the album this year too, right? I think he also has another one dropping. Okay. Well, he might have just dropped, if I'm not mistaken. But um who else yeah. actually you know what I wanted to bring up? Doja Cat just dropped the album. I know this is kind of random, right? Throwing it way out left field. But I heard somebody talking about her the other day and it made me think about it. Someone was like, that's the next Cardi B. I kind of feel like that might actually be true. Like, yo, she just dropped this album and she's already kind of doing numbers with it. Like, I went on her Twitter the other day. Yo, she's over 200,000 followers now. She's really boosting up her stock quick. Yeah, that's crazy. I've been hearing her name a lot. I actually, like, bumped into her at, um, where did I bump into her at, man? I bumped into her, like, a couple of months ago. Probably, like, um, at Winwood or something. Yeah, down there. Yeah, I ran into her. You, well, like, you know she has a song with Lunch. Yeah. Yeah, and that video with lunch, that shit was dope. She and she has another track. I think I heard a track on the radio. Does yeah. she have a track on the radio? I think it's her track with Tiger. With Tiger, okay. And yeah, now she has a track with Gucci Man as well. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, she's gonna blow up. I thought that was pretty interesting, but she just dropped her album. I actually just put it onto my Apple Music just so I could give it a listen and see what it's all about. Females are really like females are 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 dominating the game right now they're yeah. kind of like they're kind they're kind of making noise in the, Yo, the decade of 2020s is going to be all about women watch Definitely. we're probably going to get our first woman president i think in that timeline i even uh young and made that track that she dropped big that one was pretty dope yeah. i don't know if out. young and made her album was pretty solid other than her like talking about you know putting on a strap on and fucking a girl you know i'm not really like big on how often she talks about that but whatever like to each their own i you know i still like gave it a listen i still listen to it the rest of it i really fuck with heavy like she was snapping all over the album yeah she she has bars yeah and then um I, oh let me actually real quick shout out that poison clan track uh what, what's his name played that boy zay and then it had uh curry and anon on it yeah yeah hey shout out to Shaq, yo that track was crazy shout out to anonymous too man doing big things for the west side yeah kev 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 kev, kev got one with anonymous man because anonymous definitely has talent he's definitely stands out you look at his streams the numbers are running up you know, in the millions in the millions, don't be played on that idea. Listen closely when I say anonymous is streaming millions. Yeah, no, not thousands, millions. That and I asked Shaq about it. You know, I ran it. You know, we talked like a couple of months, and I'm like, bro, like, yo, he, history. Are those numbers real? <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's nothing to fake about it, man. He's always been somebody that's low key been on his grind. Because I remember, I remember when he was um doing his thing, like pretty much like out of West Broward, and then. Who was WFH? They had a show and they put him on it. I remember quite a few people actually came out to it. I want to say it was like it was like at a little like bar in like Davie. It was like one of those little like spots and probably like a capacity of like seventy people. And they brought out like a hundred something people, and that was like eight nine years ago. That's crazy. Yeah, man. I think he and I think he also did. Um, I think Shaq they had did uh, a cipher at a studio that they had in Miami. And I believe he was one of them too. And I remember him. I remember he was like one of the ones that like stood out as well. Yeah, man. He, he's lit with it, man. Shout out to Anon and Shaq one more time. But yo, we'll wrap things up there, man. I think we had one hell of a conversation. I think it's actually the longest conversation musically that I've had on this show so far. So I'm definitely proud. It was, you know, with somebody that I actually could call a friend, my boy Ivo, the founder, owner, one of the members of Fast Life Clothing Company. Y'all get right or get left. Go cop some of these clothes. You hear me? 
Right. And also, oh, another dope album. The Jim Jones album was dope too. Yo, that album, what was it called? Capo or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Capo. Yeah, yeah. That shit was dope. He has a track with uh with Ross. Yeah. Woo! Yo, I'm telling you, man. There's been a lot of good music. Actually, real quick, before we get you off real quick, how'd you feel about Kanye's? <laughs> Nobody beat me up for saying this, but I liked it. I actually enjoyed it. So I had put out an episode about the review, and now I actually get the chance to like say one thing that I forgot to put on the review, right? So I actually wanted to say what Kanye set out to do was to make a gospel album. He made a gospel album. And it's not in the sense that like he's no Lecrae or anything like that. He made an album where he gets to speak about what he believes in, his faith. Right. Which is Christianity, which is, you know, going for Jesus, like being for Jesus. And like as a Jewish man, I don't really understand all like the details about it. But as somebody who has somewhat of an idea and listened on it, I actually thought it was decent. I didn't think it was great if you compare it to Kanye's other albums, but if you compare it to other albums that came out this year. Yeah, if 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 you if you eliminate like your personal for or for the people who hate them, for for the people who dislike him, if you eliminate that aspect and just listen to the music, is it's dope. Yeah, and did you see the video he dropped for Follow God? Have not seen the video. It dropped last night. Go watch it. All right, I will do. Yeah, that shit was dope. But yeah, we'll end it there. Kanye's album was dope. We've been <laughs> listening to a lot of dope music. If you want to hear what we've been bumping, tune on back a little bit. Just scroll on back. I would say about like five, ten minutes. Uh, but yeah, man, one more time. Shout out to you, Ivo. Thank you for sliding through, bro. Anything you want to tell the people before you dip on out? Yeah, I'll be back on this podcast. <laughs> Definitely got to talk about some more things. Hell yeah, man. Hey, tell them where they can find them Fast Life threads at. Let them know where they can follow y'all on social media. Anything they can anticipate to going into 2020? Uh, 2020, uh, more Fast Life gear. Vote for Fast Life 2020. <laughs> uh, more runs. Um, look out for J-Rock and his artist, Drew Soyce. Yo, stop playing. Six days. <laughs> look out for geo geo definitely has something that works we'll keep that under wraps um and my brother anybody who uh needs their kids to be trained on basketball anybody who's looking for personal training you guys need to contact my brother you can buy fast life gear fastlifecc.com twitter fastlifecc instagram fastlifecc um my handle is uh ivan sees uh, that's y-v-a-n-s-e-e-s on instagram you know man i appreciate you for pulling on up as he said it's not gonna be his last time pulling up i don't know when's gonna be the next time we're gonna figure it on out though hopefully it's maybe toward the end of the year as we said for the album of the year discussion uh but yo ivo thank you again man shout out to the entire fast life crew i wish y'all could pull up as well but when i do get enough mics or the proper setup i'm definitely gonna have the whole gang in here I appreciate you having me, bro. Hey, man, anytime. You know me, Casa, Su Casa. But for those listening on in, you know you can follow us on all social media at Talk. That would be at E-M-A-N-O-T-A-L-K. And you could uh, subscribe, rate, and listen on all podcast platforms. Or you could even listen in completely free of charge, no subscription needed at the Talk website. That would be imanotalk.wixsite.com. Dot com uh, as of like december 15th i'll officially have it as imanotalk.com but with that being said thank you for tuning on in i appreciate every single one of you i appreciate ivan the fast life gang and shout out the entire west side of miramar yo this is home man <laughs> with that being said take care everybody yo